Jamie Cockshut joins us for our Taz Racing segment. How are you, Jamie? Where in the world are you? Oh, where I am normally, Toby, just in beautiful downtown Hanoi, Vietnam. Now, as you know, mate, I've got to know many people in Taz Racing and I got fed some information from the Dynamo that you had a big collect. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, it could have been bigger, but you know, nothing's never big enough, Toby. Well, that's funny you say that. So I've been told you had an all-up on Budgie Smuggler into Upsize Me into Two Sock. <laughs> so it was eighty-four. It was eighty-four to one. The Budgie Smuggler into Upsize Me into Two Socks. So no. is there something to that, or is someone having a lend of us here? Oh, someone might be having a lend of you. I'll tell you what. I wish I did. You know, I, I did give Two Sock a chance, but I, Upsize Me got me, mate. But there was a great drive on Upsize Me, and that's what got the chocolates. But I hope some um, smart man was able to put them three names together, maybe, and, and had a small mouldy Toby. Um, I hope they did because um, there is a little bit of interaction there, mate. <laughs> it certainly is. I think you might end up with shark attack, unfortunately, against Tucson Creek. But now, in all seriousness, uh, the Dynamo was something different. We didn't get much of a chance last week with a shortened show, but uh, how did it all play out, mate? Did, what was the racing like? Oh, it was very interesting, very competitive, as you can imagine. You know, it was just um, the Mersey Dash and Taz Racing put up a bonus of a $20,000 bonus for the fastest horse that won the race. I think it was 10000 to the owner, seven and a half to the trainer and two and a half to the driver. So as you can imagine, it's a big payday for, for connections on top of the prize money. And um, Rowan Hillier set his stable stars for the series and he came out on top. Highly Invincible was the fastest. He just handlebars down from the start and... I think, I can't remember the time, Tate. might have been 1.17-something. One and a half, yeah, 1.17. Yeah, one seventeen and a half. And I think he stayed, the stayed my baby, your song was not far behind. And, and Mickey A was not far behind them. So, by reports, it was a great series. It was great viewing, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's something different. And I'm sure it will happen again in the future. And, yeah, because it was exciting. And the race times were very close together. So, we didn't have to wait 35 and 40 minutes to the next race. And... For reports, there's big crowds on track. Um, some sporting clubs benefited as well from the night. They had some um, giveaways to sporting clubs that sponsored the event. So all in all, mate, I take my hat off to Taz Racing and the Tasmanian Trotting Club for, for putting it on, mate, and coming up with the initiative. Yeah, gaps as low as 21 minutes and out to 30 was the longest. And that is music to uh, participants' ears. That is one of the biggest bugbears in our whole industry, the long gaps. They are an absolute nightmare, Jamie, to be honest. Oh, I agree, mate. There's nothing worse than tuning in for race oh. one at, say, 5.20. Then Try going. The next one, yeah, and then it goes 38 minutes later. You know, you can lose interest pretty easily unless you're a, a real, you know, a real passionate harness racing follow mate, especially when there's 38, 40 minutes between races, mate. Uh, I work, as you know, as a photo finish operator and they are long, long gaps and you feel so sorry for the participants because they can't go anywhere, they're in the first and last or whatever and long, long gaps in between. Mate, what we might do, we might get an early news away, come back. We've got Lee Rand booked in for 12.40 uh, so fitting with Australia playing South Africa as well. So we'll talk about that. Uh, so we'll get to an early news and we'll come back and do some tips on the other side of the news. Now, just before we get into it, Jamie, a thanks to Sean McNulty for sending this through. As When you're on the radio, you can't be looking at this stuff. A tweet by Greg O'Connor 
who's a most respected New Zealand journalist, so this will be spot on. Swayze has been scratched from the New Zealand free-for-all on Friday. Trainer Jason Grimson said he hasn't recovered well enough from the cup, which was his main target. So according to Greg O'Connor, and we thank Sean McNulty for sending that through, Swayze has been scratched from the New Zealand Cup. So that to be confirmed, but that is a tweet out from Greg O'Connor, which is big news. Now, Jamie, let's get stuck into some tips from you for... uh, We just got the one meeting, have we, on Sunday? No, we've got two. We've got Bernie Bernie Friday night, long session on Sunday too. Uh, We'll quickly run through Bernie because Sunday's a good meeting. Um, Tough meeting at Bernie as it always are. It's pretty leader-dominated and to throw it in there, some stand-start races, mate. Um, there's no real obvious bet, bet, but if race three, number one, Sneaky Peak does step and lob, you know, lob on top or close to the lead, he's racing too well and he'll get the job done in race three. So he's probably the better one out of the, the four that I've got, to be honest. Um, race one, number one, Alberio. It'll come down to which who leads, Alberio or Smooth Deal in the run to the first corner, which is probably only 50 metres from start point. Um, but if Alberia can keep his legs there, I reckon that'll be the difference. And um, he comes up a very good second in the heat of the di- in a dynamo race the other week. So he can win race one if he holds up. Race six, number five, Bo Steele. He was very good at his first local run. Um, t- you mentioned, touched on him, Toby, last week that he yep. shot from um, Broken Hill area and all that. But he was very good. He made up good ground, which is hard to do in the sprint races. And he's drawn five. So from the mobile, as long as he can push forward and get outside the leader, I still think he can win from the breeze. If he leads, he's probably an absolute moral, to be honest. So he's definitely worth a play in race six. And race seven, number two, isolation. This is a pretty open race, but this horse is going okay. And he's another one that's going to have to, you know, settle in the first couple, and I reckon he can give a great side around the $5 or $6 mark. I'll yeah. we'll go with Quaddy. I'll we'll go with even though there's not much in the pool at Bernie, but we'll put one out there. First leg, 6 and 10. Second leg, 1, 5, 7, 10. Third leg, 2, 4, 6, 8. Last leg, 1, 3, 9 and 10. $32 give us 25% of the dividend. Ah, very good. And Launceston on Sunday, mate. So some interesting races with some Globe Derby heats, etc. Yeah, we've got the, the side stakes for the three-year-olds, the field, um, Globe Derby for the Colts and Geldings and the band box for the Philly. So they're going to be... Clearly contested. You know, there's probably only a couple of chances in each of the heats, Toby, but it's going to be competitive racing. And we'll start off in race one, number four, Dugowie. This is a match race between Dugowie and Duke's Choice, who's coming back back to Tassie from Victoria. Um, I've just got a lot of time for Dugowie, and I reckon if Duke's Choice does hold up, Dugowie's probably still good enough to sit outside him and beat him, but it's going to be a great race, mate, that's for sure. Similarly, race two, number two, Really Naughty. Uh, this is, looks a match race between Really Naughty and Ilac Bacaria, but I'm leaning Really Naughty's way just with race fitness and the draw on her side. And, you know, I don't think she's ever beat Ilac Bacaria, but she will get a chance on Sunday night. And we go over to race three, number three, Tambrose Tilly. Um, very nice three-year-old filly, just getting better each run. And drawn three, this is a maiden two-year-old race, so she comes up with game third in the side stakes final last time. And she should be able to bully away to the breeze or even the lead, and I reckon she can get the job done. And But there is a watch runner. It's a half-sister to Dugowie called Wild Rummy for Rowan Hilly and Rowan Hilly, so that could be a danger. We'll go to race seven, number one, Andaman Bay. Been very good in every run in Tasmania. Finally gets the draw to lead, 
and that's going to be the difference. I reckon he can lead from barrier one and or keep out Heaper and Bruce early, and that'll take him a long way to winning the race. And we'll go a couple of value. Race four, number 10, let's go, bro. I uh, was travelling last time and then just galloped for no reason and lost all chance, but he can bounce back. He should get the right card into the race. And Belarchi in the free-for-all, he's racing super Belarchi. He got beat last week, but he wasn't disgraced. And he draws inside all his main rivals this week, and I reckon that's where we can see him turn it around and he can bully his way to the top and he can win race six. We'll go a quaddy. First leg, two, three, four. Second leg, four, six, seven, nine. Third leg, one only. Last leg, one and seven. $36, 150%. And we're going to have a bit of insurance with another one, Toby. First leg, two, three, four. Second leg, four, six, seven, nine. Third leg, one. Last leg, three and four. $18 to give us 75%. So in that last leg, it's the second heat of the band box. So in one of them, you're taking... Moth Hunter and Iden Lady Lincoln for double the stake of what you are taking. GG, I got this and Gypsy are more in simple terms. Yeah, well, the the one and the seven is going to be around, you know, two forty, two fifty a week, but they're no morals. So yep, yep. we'll just chuck in a little bit three and four. They'll be around the ten dollar mark, and you know, it wouldn't shock me to see them, you know, run some run sort run some sort of race. Now, how's this with Lee Rand? Australia play South Africa, and of course, the currency in South Africa is Rand, uh, Jamie. <laughs> it is all pretty ironic, isn't it? Yeah, it should be a good game like, tonight. should be a good game. I, thought, I did you a favour, right? So, um, <laughs> uh, what I did, I converted 10 million Australian into Rand, and it'd be 8.4 million Rand, just so you could understand what the comparison is. Like for me, we talk dollars here, but for you, I thought 10 million Australian. About eight point four million rand. Just so you got some up. Oh, you, you should be doing ten. You should be doing ten million <laughs> Vietnam dong into rand, mate. Then that'll give you the the proper the proper picture. That's for sure. Yeah. What's what's yeah. what's ten million Vietnam dong? And don't don't say loose change because you're going to make some of us well, cry. You know. Ten million Vietnam dongs valued around about six hundred thirty Aussie at. at in today's currency exchange. So there oh, you go, that, mate. Is that so, all? Is that all six? That's it, mate. So there you go, mate. So ten. Ten. You know, you're like, Million Vietnam like, Dong, 630, and you've got 630 million, so that means hey. you would have $10 billion. Okay. Well, well that's what I was going to say, Vietnam mate. Hey, I was going to say, you could come and move to Vietnam for 12 months, mate, and you could be the a multi, multi-billionaire in Vietnam with your, um, with your income and salary back in Australia, mate. Yes, my six hundred and thirty dollars that I've got to my name, I could bring over actually. So, uh, yeah, uh, no, it is a shock. So it is a shock, mate. When I when just, I first come here, and just got a text had, texted from someone saying, "Hopefully, you can get Jamie to swear this week at one of your reaction at one of your comments." <laughs> <laughs> I've done a good job actually. I, I, I had a pretty important meeting with some officials on the weekend on Tuesday night and. I had to bite my tongue a few times to make sure I didn't let anything come out that shouldn't have come out. <laughs> Let's get to a break before we get ourselves in trouble. Uh, and big fella, stay tuned. I'll touch on that at the end of the show. A break. We'll come back with Lee Rand on the other side.